0: hello there texas football fans welcome back to the recruiting breakdown i am trey elling joined this week by inside texas and on3.com recruiting guru jerry hamilton jerry how you doing today
1: i'm doing great man it's always good uh the week after a big win right
0: well especially a win like that the game in dallas obviously one of the most authoritative wins in the history of this series for longhorn football and we are going to talk about just the impact that's had on recruiting even a couple days later. First, though, I wanted to let folks know that the recruiting breakdown is brought to you by a great Longhorn mortgage professional. That would be Gabe Winslow. Gabe is a diehard Texas ex with more than 20 years in the industry doing mortgages throughout the great state of Texas. Contact Gabe today and give him the opportunity to earn your business. All right, Jerry, before we get into recruiting itself, I did want to ask you a question about a guy that is on the tops of minds of a lot of Longhorn fans right now to go along with Bijan Robinson. That would be Quinn Ewers, of course, returns from injury to face OU in Dallas this last weekend, and he did not miss a beat. Considering you guys had him ranked as the number one quarterback in the country, a five-star a couple of years ago, where are you right now with Quinn in terms of his development as a player Versus his status as a top-flight prospect.
1: Yeah, you know it, it, it's been it's been interesting um, because since he he didn't play a senior year in high school, went up to Ohio State, he was almost forgotten about for a year, right? So you almost, uh, unless you saw him in high school, you kind of forgot about how good a player he was. Um, and if people only saw him his junior season in the state championship game and that lost to Westlake, well, he he missed half that season with uh, hernia surgery, so. He he wasn't even really healthy as a junior at South Lake, so it's been a long time since people have seen a healthy uh, Quinn Ewers on the field. Um, and so, what I saw in the opener was, and even at the Tuesday open practice, right uh, before a few weeks before the opener, um, you saw the skill set. Nothing had changed. Uh, he has this. He just has this innate ability and accuracy for timing accuracy feel for playing the position feel for stepping up into the pocket um it, it, mechanically i mean look there are obvious there's always things you can change about a guy maybe his ball carriage is a little low i mean maybe you know if you're going to all the qualities that i saw the first time i was in the south lake indoor facility where i watched him throw the ball for an hour and it literally never hit the ground the ball was on the numbers by the helmet left shoulder pad, right shoulder pad. I mean, with perfect timing and innate accuracy, all of that has continued to show up. But here's the here's the thing, Trey, with quarterbacks doing this 22 years now or whatever. When you take the ball in front of 100,000 people and you now have the pressure of leading a Blue Blood program to huge wins, conference championships, getting in a playoff picture, all these things – um that come with being these highly rate quarterbacks some guys can handle that pressure and some guys can't that's just the being blunt about it and quinn is one of those guys that can handle the pressure anybody that saw him play a sophomore year against duncanville in a playoff loss or i mean he was by far the best player on the field um in a game with multiple future nfl draft picks they you know how talented this guy is and you know that he's not scared of big moments. And some people call it nonchalant. Trey, I don't call it nonchalant. Um, it may come across as nonchalant to people, but I just think he's he's a calm dude. He's a cool customer. Um, and when you're that way, and Steve Sarkeesian kind of talked about it yesterday in the press conference, when you're that that way with the talent he possesses, watch out. Um, and, and the biggest thing I thought going into the season was having a short memory. He was going to throw an interception or two Especially early in the season, the play wasn't his play wasn't going to be perfect. He hasn't played football in a long time, so having a short memory was as important as anything. And he's continued to have a short memory, Um, and this is a real reason for Texas fans to be excited. We're talking about a guy that's now going to track as long, assuming he stays healthy, towards being talked about as the number one overall pick in the 2024 NFL draft and a Heisman front runner going into the next season. That's exciting times for Texas fans. Texas had not had the number one overall pick in 40 years, and Quinn Ewers gives the Longhorns a chance. And something
0: that really stuck out to me about Steve Sarkisian discussing his quarterback yesterday is not the ice water in the veins sort of qualities that we all recognize now, He said that Quinn Ewers is uh, an extremely coachable guy, and I'm not sure how well known that was coming out of high school, coming out of South Lake Carroll, but that's not always a quality that you get from five-star recruits who are as lauded as Quinn Ewers was coming out of high school.
1: I think that's a great point, Trey, because a lot of times kids have all the answers nowadays, right? They're told how good they are on social media from the time they're 13 or 14 in basketball, 15 in football. Um, so it's it, it's it's a more difficult time uh, for kids nowadays. They feel like they have all the answers. You know, you have personal instruction um, you're getting from when the time you're 15, 16. So it's a lot easier to think you have all the answers. The hardest part, it like you just pointed out, is to be coachable and be a learner. Uh, and Quinn has done that. And I'll tell you what I think's helped Texas and Sark with that. It's a blessing in disguise is that he went to Ohio State for a year, and he sat. And he never – things didn't go as planned for him up there. And I think that it was kind of a reset button as well. Uh, A reset button and like, okay, you know, things have always been really good for me at South Lake Carroll. Things went my way. I go up to Ohio State and maybe the expectations I had weren't met. um, It didn't go my way for the first time. So now he transfers to Texas and he hits a reset button. So a blessing in disguise for Texas. I'm not saying – that Quinn wasn't always coachable. That's not the case, but I think sometimes that reset button's a good thing for top, highly ranked prospects like it was for Quinn. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
0: Shifting our focus now to the class of 2023. Of course, everybody knows about Arch Manning. If Arch Manning wasn't a part of this class, the biggest deal would probably be Cedric Baxter Jr., the number one running back prospect in the country out of the Orlando area. And Jerry, you spoke with him in the last couple of days on the heels of his team playing something like three games yeah. in eight days, thanks yeah. to Hurricane Ian really messing with things, yeah. what does Cedric Baxter Jr.
1: have to say to you? You know, he he texted me in the fourth quarter of the Oklahoma game, <laughs> and I texted him. I was just like, "Hey, man, you watching?" He was like, "Of course I'm watching." <laughs> and I said, "What are your thoughts on the game?" And he, he he was he said, "This is the reason I committed to the University of Texas." And you know, he took the unofficial visit. Uh, for the UTSA game, and Texas really ran the ball effectively in that game, right? And, and he said it after that game, the way Tech, the way Bijan and Roshan are running the ball effectively, but also being used as pass catchers out of the backfield, and that was on full display again Saturday, and for the nation to see in the 49 win over o- uh, zero win over Oklahoma, um, Texas running backs are involved in the passing game. Uh, Running backs don't just want to carry the football 30 times in games anymore. Those days are over. These guys want to touch it 22, 24 times a game. They want to carry it 20 times. They want to catch the ball four times. They want to be in pass protection situations. All these guys are looking at how do I become a pro? It's more than just carrying a football like the old days. And so Texas has answered all those questions this year for Cedric Baxter, which I think he knew the answers to before the season. But it's important to answer the questions when Florida hasn't given up, when Miami hasn't given up, when the schools that were in it, they don't walk away from the number one running back in the country. But as long as Texas has to shard choice as the running back coach, Texas fans should feel very confident that Cedric Baxter signs with Texas in December.
0: Heavy emphasis this week on defensive line and edge rushers. Of course, that begins talking about the Texas OU game with a kid here in Austin, Colton Vosick. Plays for Westlake, of course, has a couple of teammates who are on the Texas roster right now. Even though he's a Longhorn legacy, he is committed to OU. Was actually at the game on Saturday on the Sooners' dime. The Longhorns any closer to perhaps flipping Vosick.
1: You know, he's been in communication with the Texas staff. Uh, obviously, he showed up for the Alabama game, um, and obviously that made Texas fans get excited. Then, you know, things have been – it's going to be a slower uh, type of situation with Vosick. It's going to – something that's going to have to carry out over time. So, he goes to the Texas-Oklahoma game. He was there with his mom. Obviously, his father played at Texas, a defensive line coach at Westlake. They have coaching duties um, on, on Saturdays and on the weekends. Uh, But Vosick was at that game wearing his OU gear. So I think the next big step uh, in Texas' pursuit of Colton Vosick, and look, Ethan Burke, Connor Robertson, former teammates, they're all after him on social media. They're trying to – Arch Manning. Everybody's involved in trying to flip Colton Vosick to Texas. Um, I think the next big thing for Texas fans is does he show up at another Texas game? If he does that, it's one thing to show up at the Texas-Alabama game. But if he shows up at another Texas game, uh, it, it, things are going to get real in that recruitment for me. And I think they're real from a communication standpoint. But if he opens that door even more, then I think it's, that, that's when things are getting pretty serious. Uh, but look, his initial decision was he just wanted to get away from Austin for college. And, you know, look, there's nothing wrong with that at all. I mean, kids make these decisions all the time. Um, but I think Oklahoma struggles uh, with the way Texas is starting the trend. Uh, Hasn't thinking about thinking twice about that. But again, if he shows up on campus again, I think it's time to get real about this foot possibility.
0: A couple of other defensive linemen that have your attention this week are Marcus Deal and Jordan Hall. What's the latest there?
1: Yeah, Marcus Deal. Um, Texas has been trending over Georgia. A TCU's continuing to do pretty well with Deal. Um, so that's those are the three teams that are in it. He's expected to make his final official visit which is Texas after the season concludes. And Naaman Force got off to a kind of a slow start this season. So they were wondering if they were going to make the playoffs. So they're now 3 and 1. They had a big win over Garland 17-nothing last weekend. Um, so they're now 3 and a, 3 and 1 in district and they're headed to the playoffs. So the the, the question for the Deal family was was that official visit going to be in November or December? And depending on what Naaman does in the playoffs, it's looking like maybe early December or late November official visit before the um, decision in the first uh, signing period. But right now, you know, look, Texas is uh, – Bo Davis done a really good job, and Texas has been really smart in this recruitment. Uh, they've recruited him as exclusively as a defensive tackle from start to finish in this recruitment when some schools were kind of going back and forth. Georgia and TCU have done the same thing, so they're very much in it. He made the official visit to Georgia September 24th. He was at the TCU for the Oklahoma beatdown. Uh, and TCU's continue to impress him. The family, from what I gather, would prefer him stay close to home. And that makes a lot of sense. His father's the defensive line coach at Naaman Forest. His mother's also in education and coaching. So travel on weekends, getting to Georgia if he went there, it, that becomes somewhat of an issue. So obviously they like him to stay close to home, and that leads you down the path of Texas versus TCU at the end of the day. But I'm not going to count out Georgia. They have more momentum than anybody in college football right now, obviously. But – I still think Texas is trending in this recruitment, and Bo Davis just has to stay the course. Steve Sarkeesian and Bo were at one of his games earlier this season, but for the Texas fans, it's looking like late November, early December for that official visit. Um, Jordan Hall, that's one Texas has got to keep swinging on. Getting the kid on campus for an official visit is the goal. I think Georgia's going to be difficult to beat in this recruitment. He's at Jacksonville Westside. There's some Georgia push connections within that staff at Westside. Florida's trying to make a run, Miami, Alabama's probably your sleeper. Ohio State will get a visit for the Michigan game. Uh, But the whole key here is Texas is continuing the fight to get him on campus for an official visit. Because after that, all bets are off. You just don't know what's going to happen because he is friends with Sadir Mitchell, who's committed to Texas, obviously. So that's the kind of – it's been tough to get that aligned up where the parents and the kid, uh, everything, the schedule lines up for that official visit, and Texas is still working on that
0: obviously a 49 to nothing win over Oklahoma and the cotton bowl is not only going to resonate with the current crop of recruits, but also those younger classes as well. What are you hearing from the class of 2024 recruits, Micah Hudson and otherwise?
1: Yeah, Justin Wells done a great job uh, in the Micah Hudson recruitment been down there a couple of times, got an amazing quote from him. It's still on inside Texas during the, uh, Texas OU game, essentially Hudson obviously went on a Texas ticket, on Oklahoma ticket. Oklahoma was the host team for recruits in that game and then ended up on the Texas side, uh, in the Texas uh, fan base side during the game. So obviously Hudson's been on campus or been to Texas games three times now, whether that was on the OU ticket or not. That's three times on campus, would have been there this weekend, but has homecoming. Uh, Lake Belton has homecoming. So Texas is doing very well with Micah Hudson right now. And that's been a trend, trending recruitment because la- late last spring, early in the summer, um, it was more A&M and and out of state schools uh, trending for Micah Hudson. So Texas has done a really good job battling back in this recruitment to where they're now trending. Brendan Marion, Steve Sarkeesian have done a great job there. Obviously, the quarterback play at Texas, the offensive scheme, um, especially versus Texas A&M has helped Texas in this recruitment so far. You know, Colin Simmons, the top-edge kid in Texas at Duncanville, this was a big win, you know, for Texas. Steve Sarkeesian needed...
0: Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.
1: He needed that stamp of approval win in the recruiting world, not just a Texas fan base in the recruiting world. And he really needed that. And he had been in search of that. And he's been close. Obviously, the Alabama game felt like a recruiting win because Quinn Ewers got hurt and the fans and People on social media were pretty much saying, yeah, you know, this is in recruits were saying that Texas would have won if Quinn didn't get hurt. That's an easy answer. Right. But still to see the forty nine nothing win over your arch rival and the look the way Texas has. um, I've said this on previous videos with Bobby Burton. uh, Guys, we've talked about this. Eric and is, you know, when you have a fun, exciting brand of offensive football, that doesn't just draw offensive prospects in. It draws defensive prospects in. We live in an offensive world in sports. Steph Curry wins 125 to 115 and makes it look fun and easy. Uh, All we talk about in Major League Baseball is exit velo, you know, how far these guys are hitting the ball. Kids grow up in an offensive world. You talk to most uh, football prospects and their first memory of football scoring a touchdown in youth league football. You talk to guys in basketball, they want to score the basketball. They don't talk about how great they play defensively very often. So my point is, Texas has a great offensive brand of football. Their stars are playing like stars, and that matters in recruiting on the defensive side. And I think you're going to start to see that, especially in the 2024 class.
0: Just a couple more questions for Jerry Hamilton. One football, and we're actually going to end with a basketball question today, Jerry. Starting on the football side, though, obviously this class of 2023 for Texas is shaping up to be a really good one, likely a top five class in the country Texas has obviously done a really good job in the recruiting portal these last couple of years, uh, though, the uh, transfer portal, rather. Do you foresee them as being active once again in the transfer portal once this 2022 season is over with?
1: 100 percent, Trey. Look, I've written the best class scenario on Inside Texas, just did that again Sunday. Um, And I've I've whittled that number down. Um, You know, there was some talk that it could be 28, 30 type high school kids in this class I'm not sure I lean to that anymore. I, I think Texas is going to be very active in the portal. Because with, here's the reality. is There's still some holes to be filled on defense, right? I mean, I think everybody knows that defense has improved. Uh, they look like a cohesive unit this year. But there's still position needs to be filled. And when you look at what Texas has coming back next year, Quinn Ewers, offensive line is going to be the most improved position on the team. The tight ends, um, a, a young edge guys. I mean, they're going to lose some quality defensive linemen. I think Texas is going to be extremely active in the portal, and I'm looking at some certain positions here. I'm I'm still looking at edge. If you can find a Jared Verse type impact player like FSU did in the portal, obviously you're going to take that guy. Um, Defensive line, not going to be surprised if they don't look for an experienced 300-plus-pound body on the defensive line. I I think that's – and Texas is looking for more size on the defensive line moving forward. Uh, they got some really good young players. A Christopher Ross has got to be developed physically, but they're looking for some bigger guys, especially when they move to the SEC. So that wouldn't surprise me. Linebacker is going to be a big need in the portal. Uh, no matter how the high school uh, class finishes in that regard, there's going to be a need for an impact player there. Um, I look at corner and safety as well as possibilities in the portal. So, and wide receiver. If there's a wide receiver that's a difference maker guy that can add another dimension to this offense, Texas will be active in the portal looking for that guy. So I look at those positions. I expect Texas to be very active in the portal. And I actually, I'm going to go on a limb right now, Trey. I think this is going to be their best class in the portal yet at Texas.
0: That's a big statement considering how good these last two classes have been. All right. Finishing with hoops recruiting now, Jerry, one of the best prospects in this state is five-star Ronald Holland out of Duncanville. Things trending in the right direction for Chris Beard and Texas basketball with regards to Holland.
1: Yeah, Ronald Holland uh, inside Texas broke the news this morning, I think about 626 a.m. uh, Central Time. Ron Holland and his family are going to be back on campus uh, Wednesday in Austin for an unofficial visit. And that whole visit is centered around watching Chris Beard and his staff run a practice. And that's big news. Ronald Holland was just out in L.A. with USA Basketball. Uh, made it it stopped by UCLA, and it's an interesting recruitment, Trey. A few weeks ago, everything I was hearing was it was Texas' biggest competition was Arkansas and Kentucky. It seems like that's UCLA right now, but the fact that he's coming right back to Texas um, on Wednesday after being out on the West Coast with USA Basketball, taking that second look, watching UCLA run a practice, I think is really big for Texas. I think Rodney Terry's done a bang-up job in this recruitment – Chris Beard has obviously done a really good job in this recruitment. And I do think Texas is trending in the right direction. Now, long way to go. It's five-star prospects. These things are never easy. But I think Texas is trending with Ron Hall. And, I, and another one, another on-three consensus five-star prospect Texas is definitely trending with is point guard A.J. Johnson out of Donda Academy in Los Angeles. And for Texas fans that are just getting familiar with some of these guys on the basketball front, A.J. Johnson – is a little brother of Jalen Green, the Rockets' second-year guard. Uh, They have the same trainer. They grew up in the same area as Fresno. And I think Texas has a real advantage in this recruitment because Jalen Green is in Houston. His trainer's in Houston with him. And there's something about that connectivity and being close to both of them that I think really appeals to A.J. Johnson. Then the other thing that appeals to A.J. Johnson is he's been to Texas twice now, unofficially and officially. Jalen Green made the official visit with A.J. Johnson September 10th for the Alabama game. The only official visit Jalen Green went on with him. But I think he is really taken to Chris Beard, Bob Donawald, with his uh, history in player development at the NBA level and overseas level. I think that's very popular with A.J. Johnson and the people around them as well. And then obviously a big name on Inside Texas in basketball recruiting is Andre Stoyakovich, the son of Paige Stoyakovich. He made an official visit to Texas September 10th. Same weekend, A.J. Johnson was there as well. Texas is in the top two for Stoyakovich right now. And early on, it looked like UCLA may be the team to beat. I I think it's Stanford and Texas right now battling it out. And UCLA is still in the picture, don't get me wrong. But I really think Stanford and Texas, I think he had a great visit to Texas. The question now becomes, is he going to leave the state? Or is he going to stay close to his family in California?
0: Great intel today, Jerry. Thank you so much. You got it, Trey. He is Jerry Hamilton, of course, the recruiting guru at InsideTexas.com. On 3.com, I am Trey Elling. You've been listening to the Recruiting Breakdown brought to you by a great Longhorn Mortgage Professional, Gabe Winslow. Gabe is a diehard Texas ex with more than 20 years in the industry doing mortgages throughout the great state of Texas. Contact Gabe today and give him the opportunity to earn your business. If you like today's episode, click that thumbs up button to like the episode. Also make sure to subscribe to the On Texas Football YouTube channel if you have not already. In the meantime, have yourselves a great day and hook them.